You're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life, for God's sake. Hello and Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to Underrated. This is our holiday special. Appropriately enough, we are talking about the holiday. Um, as I said, we are Underrated, a podcast that talks about films that are underrated, underappreciated, or even ones that have passed most people by and slipped under the radar. I am Derek McDuff. With me are my co-hosts, Ariel Ortiz. Hello, Merry Christmas. And Alan Torres. Hey everybody, how's it going? Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, so, The Holiday is a 2006 romantic comedy starring Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, written, directed, and produced by rom-com legend Nancy Myers. So this is a movie, uh, when it came out, it's, it's done all right. Uh, it did all right at the box office. People liked it, but it did not do very well critically. It has a 49% Rotten Tomato score, and it's kind of failed to become a holiday staple to the point where people have forgotten about it's it, even to the point. People. Was that? It's all it, to some people. It's all. Well, here's the, well, here's the thing. It's, it's, I think it's gotten so forgotten that even in an interview, Jack Black forgot about it at one point when someone was interviewing him and said, Oh, what do you think about the, your Christmas movie? And he's like, I was in a Christmas movie? And he stopped for like five seconds. He's like, oh, the holiday. Um, so I think it's kind of just, you know, it's not really like, it's not like Elf, you know? It's not, it hasn't become, uh, it doesn't, hasn't gained that life, you know? Um, so I think it's definitely, as far as Christmas movies go, and it's, and critically, it is a very underrated movie. You know, I like a lot of better than, like what I like to call better than average rom-coms. So this was my pick, but I knew you would also be on board with it, Ariel. So let me just kick it to you, and you can go ahead and tell us about this movie and what you what you love about it. Yeah, it definitely hits the pocket with me on on the type of like Christmas rom coms. Like, um, me and my family are very much um, in the grain of of um, Hallmark movies, Hallmark Christmas movies, and this is of course a bit better, of course. Um, mm. And and it's it, it's just such a great story of like, you know. Of, good female story too like i mean you know the, you have these two um women that were kind of like in different types of of relationships um you know leading into them switching houses and like one with kate winslet she was kind of like in a you know submissive kind of relationship and then with cameron diaz she was in like a um unsatisfied an unsatisfied you know relationship and um and you know, essentially, like, they, they switch houses and then they meet these, like, really incredible men. Like, Jack Black, I was just, like, like, this is the movie that, that definitely contributes to my, like, attraction to to Jack Black, <laughs> you know? um, This and Nacho Libre, um, because he's an honorary Hispanic now. Uh, Mexican now. Um, but, but, um, yeah, and then Jude Law's character is so, like, you, you, it, it, it kind of, like, gives you that, that classic sense of of that kind of guy in these kind of movies but then it, it flips on its on its head and how great of a guy he is and and caring of a father he is and and um really 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 um treats Cameron Diaz like a 
a queen, you know, like and, and and like she deserves and 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 has such great understanding of her, especially with you know how she can't cry and which which that I there's there's different aspects of the two ladies that I um connect with with um Kate Winslet a little bit more, but with Cameron Diaz that whole kind of like stunted emotional state like I I definitely like how have, have pro progressed in my own kind of way with that kind of a stunted emotional state and um how to express you know feelings and stuff um so for me like it, it's always been a staple for me and my family I mean um we always watch it and like end up saying oh man we should make some of that Christmas fettuccine like it, it looks so good and, and and stuff um but yeah and, and it's such like it it paints also these places and and that they are in you know of LA and then Surrey so like beautiful and you like it it definitely like like we we live like 40 minutes away from from LA and it definitely like kind of tricks you into like saying like oh LA how beautiful LA is which it it has its moments but Our definitely parts are Surrey, beautiful LA is a big city yeah yeah that's exactly it yeah um but Surrey like that that beauty and I just like want to like go and like have my own adventure like you know um and and yeah, I I've always enjoyed this movie. Um, Cameron Diaz is, is I love Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet in this film, and how they just play these very real women, and you know they they're they're unapologetic in their own. Or well, Kate Winslet becomes unapologetic, but but um, Cameron Diaz is definitely unapologetic from from the start, and it is kind of like that kind of feel of like Freaky Friday trading places um kind of feel where they end up learning from each other even though that they hardly they don't like truly meet each other in person until the end until New Year's um but because they essentially adopt each other's lives they kind of learn from each other like you know in that way and and I yeah I, I love this movie and I don't understand how it could be so um graded so hardly like I know it's like a bit of a dime a dozen you know like romantic comedy but it's a romantic comedy that has a lot of heart and more so than than um you know a lot of of romantic comedies Alan I'm sure I'm sure you have some <laughs> thoughts <laughs> I'm sure you can tell us, uh, answer some of those questions that Ariel had. Well, first off, uh, I think the, the, the question I want to answer is, like, why it's not such a, like, big holiday staple. Um, I think it's just because, like, Christmas isn't, like, the main part of it. Like, I, I was kind of forgetting that, because, like, when I heard it was called The Holiday, I was like, oh, okay, Christmas movie. But then when I started watching it, I was like, oh, no, no, this is, like, taking a holiday like this is like kind of having a break and like i feel like christmas is kind of just segued in there like it's just kind of like because like you know like elf or um you know every other christmas movie it's it's very much stated like hey this is a christmas movie jingle all the way this is a christmas movie kind of thing and i and and i think with this one i felt that 
you know, it takes a moment to realize, oh, wait a minute, this is a Christmas movie. It just, it isn't on the forefront. It's kind of more of a background thing. It's kind of like, um, uh, oh my God, I had a movie in my head or a TV show where like, by the end of the movie or the end of the episode, they're just like, oh, remember it's Christmas? And then it's, it counts as a Christmas episode. And, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is Christmas. I think it's just, I think it's a, a Christmas special of a show. But um, I think that's pretty much why. I think um, for me as somebody who's like never seen it before and doesn't really like watch a lot of rom-coms, I think shockingly that's why. I think I was like, where is the Christmas in this? And then obviously Christmas in LA isn't really snowy or anything. It's, you know, there's a scene where she, where Kate wins, it's like driving around LA and she's just like, oh my God, like, you know, it's so warm or whatever. And then I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much if you came to California, Southern California, you're not going to really um, feel Christmassy. I mean, right now it's cold, but it's California cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody from out of state's going to be like, this is cold. Okay. Um, <laughs> It's 69 but, degrees, guys. You don't get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're going to be like, 69? Damn, that's hot. I don't know. It was summer part two. But uh, pretty much um, to go into it, it's a cute movie. I won't lie. I watched it with my girlfriend because she'd already seen it a couple times. And she kind of made it seem like it was like, oh, you know. I think she loves these types of movies. I think she, I think she uh, doesn't want to show me that she likes them. Like, I think she's just kind of like, oh, maybe he's going to make fun of me. I don't make fun of her for it. I'm like, dude, you watch whatever you want to watch. But um, I think she knows I'm not a fan. She was kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. There was a, a point in time where, like, we were almost arguing. Because it was a scene where Cameron Diaz is telling Jude Law's character, like, hey, this ain't working. Like, this ain't going to happen. I have to leave, you know, back to L.A. in eight hours or whatever. And... You know, she was very mean about the way she said it. But, like, my girlfriend was hella defending her. She was like, no, 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 fuck you. Like, it's like this. And <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, it it kind of, it, it was very engaging in that sense where I was like, okay, if this movie made us almost argue and yell at each other about, like, emotions and how we feel, I was like, okay, I have to give it something. Because <laughs> we were engaged. I mean, we were also kind of making jokes here and there. Because, I mean, um... Uh, you know, listeners out there, true believers, you, you guys are here. We're going to have a um, an episode of a movie of what we just talked about. And that's kind of a, a satire on this type of movie, like rom-coms. It's a very big satire. So it was kind of like, I felt like I should have finished this one first and then finished that one because watching that movie, you know, they came together, spoilers. Um, and then watching this, I was just like, like the, just hands, eyes. like this is the whole time. Like I was just kind of like, oh my god, this is too much. I can't handle this. I was like, oh shit, like secondhand embarrassment and and all that. Especially at the end, where where Cameron Diaz character is like, I can't leave. Like I gotta stay. And she's in the car, and the driver's like, what the fuck you in? What, what the fuck are you on about? And like she's like crying, and oh my god, I finally can cry. And like let's go back. And I was like, oh no. I was like, this is too much. I was like, this is a little too much for me. It's so romantic. <laughs> yeah, like, I was, like, cringe. I was, like, just laying in bed. And then, like, she was actually tearing up because she was like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. And then I'm just like, 
We shouldn't have seen that other movie first. I was like, I should have waited. Yeah, you definitely watched them in the wrong order. I, I watched them the other mm-hmm. way, and I'm like, and I actually thought when I was watching they came together. I'm like, I'm so glad that I watched the the holiday first because it just like tears every trope in this movie apart and movies like it. You know, um, I still I still think it works, but yeah, sorry, cut you off. No, you're good, man. No, it's like, a, but it's cute. I mean, like, it's a cute story. Like, you know, it was engaging, and I mean. I don't find it much to be like a Christmas movie. Felt more like a New Year's because it feels like everything finally got came came to its climax. Like every like everything happy, you know, the couples are together, and you know, um, everyone's happy now. Like and everything's resolved, and they're together on New Year's. So for me, it feels a little bit more like a New Year's movie, really, because like again, it just feels like they kind of were like, oh yeah, Christmas is here, and then they go off, but. The acting was great. Cameron Diaz, I felt, was like... Director was just like, how many Hallmark movies have you seen? And she's like, a bunch. Do that. And I'm like, <laughs> but Jack Black, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, everyone did a really good job. Shout out um, to Shannon Saucerman, who's been in like a, a bunch of our podcasts somehow. She keeps showing up. And like these like small... like She's, she's in A Knight's Tale, Tale. Also Rufus Sewell. Uh, she was in um, uh, what's the one we did with Damien? Um, uh, Rules of Attraction. So this is um, like she's got the triple crown right now of underrated movies. Shannon, she's the she's Jack Black's girlfriend. You did on yeah. uh, Jack Black. Yeah. yeah, I got so offended. I got mad. I was I like, know. How dare you? oh yeah, yeah, how dare you? Like I was like really mad about it, but at the same time I was just like, I hope Jack Black gets gets you know the girl at the end of this. And like, the, one of the strangest things about this film is Jack Black being low energy. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like watching a bomb. Like, yeah. wanting to explode. Because, like, I, I, f- I feel like everyone had to, like, just hold him down, and they're like, hey, whoa, whoa. Okay. We'll let you go a couple of really good news, you know, yeah. we'll let you quote some stuff yeah. in the blockbuster, but Just, like, everything, like, I felt like he was just, like, subtly trying to do his, like, things, like, like, he was just kind of, like, Mrs. Robinson, like the- yeah. Yeah, like the the scene in in at the blockbuster, you know, rest in peace, blockbuster. Right, like but, that was that was the one thing that took me out of the movie. I was like, oh, fucking blockbuster, right? That was the thing. You just like just go to blockbuster. You could have just turned on Netflix. Yeah, uh, but that that was the scene where they kind of like yeah, let him let him go for a little bit. Um, and but yeah, yeah, I mean Jack Black, love it. But go on, go on, Alan. But yeah, he, he was great, and uh, but no, it was just so funny, like, because there were times where, like, you know, everyone's so, because everyone was a little bit more of a dra- dramatic actor compared to Jack Black, so, like, just seeing him just kind of being, like, like, I felt like he was, like, I just did explode, like, I feel like they were, like, all right, Jack, just, just hold up, hold up, all right, just do this scene, you're going to be very somber, you're going to be very sweet, kind of charming, but... Don't be loud. And then finally, when they go cut, he's like, "Whoa!" Like I feel like he has to like yell or something. <laughs> he has to be like, "I'm gonna go get. I got my. I got my Jack Black out." Well, that's but, the thing. I I don't like is the the persona that Jack Black is. You know, like it. He feels very much like a like a a Bill Murray. Like who is he? Like in real life, like is he this loud <laughs> loud guy? You know, or is he is he kind of like you know he has his calmness and stuff? But yeah, apparently my brother like ran into him. And when I say ran into him, I mean literally ran into him at Disneyland. Like, yeah. pushed past him. Like, he didn't realize it was Jack Black. Like, he was trying to make his way to his girlfriend. And, like, was pushing past a bunch of people. And he just kind of, like, 
like kind of like push, like kind of like scooted around a guy and it was Jack Black. He's like she was like, "Do you know who just you just like kind of like pushed past right there?" And he's like, "No." She's like, "That was fucking Jack Black." Yeah, I think I think my my mom's had a, a as a cast member at Disneyland has had an encounter with him, and yeah, he she's she said that he's very very nice. He he has his like yeah he's cut. I don't think he's like he. I think he's more like the verge of like the and how he is in the holiday. You know, he doesn't have mm-hmm. to be over eccentric or anything like that. But if somebody wants him to be, oh okay, I am kind of thing. Yeah, like he just has that energy built into himself. Where he's like, yeah, if if I gotta go off, bro, don't even trip. I'll go off. Or like, or like or like we're being weird now. Let's be weird now, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Take it up a couple levels. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then uh, I also I also dug kind of like the little subplot with um the old uh, writer, the old Hollywood Arthur, writer. The, he's the fucking go to this. Oh my god, I love Arthur. Super cool. I I really dug that. I was like, oh, this dude's cool. I kind of like with these movies where I'm kind of like not really, not, not that I was I, like that aren't really my um, cup of tea. I guess I kind of like start kind of putting story behind everybody, and I kind of start giving them a little bit of like headcanon stuff. And like for Arthur, I just kept being like I kept kind of just joking around that just be like, "Hey, Toots, you want to be in the pictures? I got gotcha. you." I was back. I was huge in the golden age, and he's like, "It was better," and I just. So I just kind of made this, like, idea of him of just being, like, this, like, really thin-mustached, like, writer back in, like, the 40s, the golden age. And he's like, yeah, you know, I wrote ki- I wrote that one pot and Casablanca. He was looking <laughs> at you, kid. And, like, I just kept kind of adding to him. So I was just overhyping myself where I was like, bro, this guy's just shit. Um, yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm glad you liked it, Alan. I was, I was a little worried um, that you were... Uh, not going to be on board, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I feel that was as good as a review that we were going to get from you. So, um, <laughs> like, like I mentioned, I've got a, I've got a real soft spot for like this exact kind of rom-com. Like that's all I watched during the lockdown. I just like watched like 20 of these, like better than average quote unquote rom-coms, like the three and a half star, three and a half out of five star movies. I just like devoured them. Like, you know, the definitely maybes and like all these movies, I just like, Oh, definitely, maybe. Bang them out, you know? And because they're, they're like, it's like, okay, this isn't like a masterpiece or anything, but cut, it's like comfort food. And it's not bad either. Like, this is good. Like, this is well-made, like, movie by people like Nancy Myers. She, like, knows her rom-com. She's been nominated for an Academy Award. Like, she's a great writer, good director. Um, So I was, like, all on board with this. And I don't think I'd actually watched it since, like, theaters in, like, 2006. Literally half my lifetime ago. I'm tw- 32 now. I was 16 when it came out, you know, um, so it's been, you know, a, a, while, a minute, um, but so I was like, okay, is it going to hold up? But I dug it. Um, the first thing I kind of wanted to say is what you guys were kind of talking about, like, oh, is this a Christmas movie? Is it a New Year's movie? Is it just kind of like, you know, a vacation movie? I think what this is, and I think that the title lends it to, this is like a movie for like the holidays, you know, like the holiday season, like people talk about that shit, like happy holidays, you know, and it's not just like, hey, this is a Christmas, it kind of like goes through the whole season. And that's what I kind of like about it, you know? Like, when it's Christmas time, you know, you have, like, it's like a whole event. You start with, you know, it kind of starts with Thanksgiving and the end of Thanksgiving, and then you kind of, like, roll into Hanukkah, and then you have the main event, you have Christmas, That's and then you have, um, you know, New Year's. And that's exactly how this movie treats its structure. 
And I think it's really interesting. It starts kind of just like right around after Thanksgiving. Um, like you don't see Thanksgiving, but it's kind of like right after that time. And then you actually roll into Hanukkah and you see Hanukkah celebrated and you have Arthur, that kind of subplot with Arthur. And you have the climax of the movie happening at Christmas, like the, the real climax. And then, you know, for the denouement when it's kind of like on the downslope and just kind of like the end of the movie, you have it ending on New Year's. Um, so I really liked that. I haven't seen that done in anything else, really. I thought that was a really cool and unique way to kind of structure the movie. Um, but speaking of the way that the movie is really interestingly structured, this is almost just two movies side by side that are sort of interlinked and thematically interlinked, but they're like two halves of a whole. And I really dug that. I thought that it was cool that you have like these two characters um, who are basically kind of two, two very different rom-com leads that you would see. You have the one hopeless romantic who's still hung up on the guy, you know. She's kind of like, oh, so she like hold, you know, holds this place in her heart. And, you know, me having definitely being a hopeless romantic. And I, I got that and I dug her. And, you know, she's from this very, Chris like Suri feels like it's a Christmas card. And then she gets transplanted to L.A. She does that whole, like, you know, she so she's like a Christmas kind of person transplanted into a very non-Christmassy place. And then you have the other side, you have the kind of like cynic, like, you know, that other kind of uh, rom I won't say cliche, more of a trope of the other uh, romantic comedy leading lady who's like, I'm, you know, I've been hurt and I can't, you know, I don't trust people and I've never really been in love. And then they kind of like, they just go and they, she has that one night stand with Jude Law and then she's like, they're so jaded. And one is just kind of like, oh, you know, they're learning to trust each other, and the other is a very slow burn. And I don't know if, like, on either of their own, I would that would be enough for me. I don't think that you could stretch either of those to feature length. But it's perfect for each of them being halves. And they have the just kind of, like, slight interactions that they have between each other, where they'll, like, have a phone call or something, and she's, oh, she's, like, talking to her, her brother and stuff like that, and that's kind of how they're connected. I, I really dug all that stuff um i thought it was very interesting i was like i was saying i was a lot more on board with the cameron diaz character and her kind of like sweeter relationship with jack black at first i wasn't sold on Cam you mean it's um sorry kate winslet kate, kate winslet. winslet sorry yeah. i mixed them up kate winslet who by the way is like one of the greatest actors of our generation like i was just re-watching titanic for the first time in a minute and i was like god she's good in this like she's good in everything you know like, she is so incredible. And then I was, like, watching Cameron Diaz. I'm like, Cameron Diaz is great. You know, this is this. I was, like, this is kind of the side story that I'm going to check out a little bit on. But then the movie, it was, like, the movie was, like, how can we get Derek back on her side? What can we do to make her oh, relatable to Derek? You know what's coming. She gets fucking drunk and screams Mr. <laughs> Brightside. And I was, like, how many nights have I done that? How many a time has Derek gotten very intoxicated and just belted Mr. Brightside. And from then in, this, I, w this... I was all in. I was all in on Derek. her. Derek, you, you, it was essentially the meme, the meme, you know, the classic meme. You're, you're, you're walking with Kate Winslet and then Cameron Diaz starts singing Jealousy. Or, uh, Mr. Brightside, I mean. And you, like, turn and, like, her seat looking yeah. back at her. <laughs> it, it totally, that's exactly what it was. But, you know, I, I really loved it. I love, you know, I, I like talked about a lot, like in this podcast, that I like bittersweet endings. But oh man, every once in a while, I love a, just a sweet just ending where everybody's just fucking happy at the end and everything just works out. And I don't know, like it, it just really, it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you know, us living through twenty 
you know, 2020 COVID and all, mm. all that. Like nowadays, like it, at, for me, I'm like, well, truthfully, Cameron Diaz's character would be remote. Mm. So like she could definitely move to to Surrey and stuff like that and and continue her work, and, you know, for Hollywood and and all that yeah. <laughs> so like nowadays i'm like like if this was set in the present they could work it out you know yeah <laughs> so. oh and like one thing too that i i really you know thought that was like it really hit on was like dating is fucking hard in your 30s like it really is just like a whole weird mess you know this is before like a lot of modern things have cropped up like you know like online dating and stuff like really being as big as it is but it's just kind of like when you're in your 30s trying to like navigate new romantic relationships you're like what are the rules like what are we at you know so like i definitely hit that when you start to meet somebody new in your in your in your 30s you're like i don't know what any of this means i like that a lot um but i think my last big point that i wanted to hit on was that i love that the reverence and you kind of touched on it alan talking about um the uh character uh um oh my gosh i arthur uh, I had his name up here. Uh, Eli Wallach plays him, the old man, who is kind of, you know, this classic old Hollywood writer. And then you have Cameron Diaz being a trailer, you know, director. And by the way, like, there's also, I just wanted to say, there's a lot of great fucking cameos in it. Like, John Krasinski and Katherine Hahn are in this for, like, a second. I'm like, God, that's a great mm -hmm. get. Both of them. Like, it was before either yeah. of them were oh. they are now, but still. Yeah, yeah. Wait, another tidbit. Like, my mom just comes up with, like, all these, like, cheese me gossip tidbits on movies and she's always like knows what like knows all these things but apparently yeah so another um oh wait are you gonna are that, you gonna step on yeah. the, the the thing because i kind of wanted to say is it the, the oh, yeah, reference they ahead. do to an old movie no oh, okay. i don't Never think mind. to an old movie I'm, I'm talking about the two in the trailer okay yo, sorry are you, oh yeah, okay yeah if i mentioned that okay yeah so there's a cameo of james franco and and lindsay lohan and apparently, because of this small cameo that they had together, they ended up having, like, a fling and stuff. So, like, for some reason, like, my mom, like, of course points that out. Like, oh, yeah, this is when, this because of this small thing, like, Cam, um, Lindsay Lohan and, and, and James Franco had, like, a, a small, like, um, you know, t um, you know, roll in the hay and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, really? From this small thing? Well, they were both she in it because they had worked with nancy myers before on other projects so they were kind of like oh, we need oh, yeah. somebody to be like movie stars in this trailer so like they were both yeah. down you know they were both pretty big oh, yeah, the, the, yeah but just because of like a uh like a few hours shoot they ended up mm. like dating for like a uh <laughs> you know a little baby while yeah but yeah i mean like like i was gonna say yeah so like that's part of this whole like movie magic that this movie is you know it it loves old hollywood like so much and the like respect that it plays to all these kind of classic films, you know, with Arthur and with kind of like, you know, all of the love that all of these a lot of these characters have for these old films, and that you know they either have watched them or they're being introduced to them, and they kind of talk about them. Um, and the thing that I was gonna, I was worried that you were gonna kind of mention it, but um, one of my favorite moments in it, it's it's not just like them talking about it. There's actually a reference, like right before Arthur explains what a mute cute tour is, he describes what is maybe the greatest i wouldn't even say if it's a meet cute because it's not from a rom-com it's from a, a much more serious romantic movie but it is like a two people romantic meeting and but it's you know kind of modernized and californiaized when um camera or i keep saying camera when kate winslet uh gets the uh piece of dust blown in her eye 
and Jack Black gets it out, and he kind of like, that's um, by the Santa Ana winds, which we all fucking know really well, because they were just here two weeks ago, like anybody living here in Southern California, I'm in Santa Ana right now, um, can understand that, but um, that is a direct reference to one of my favorite films, I'll actually have the the blue, the Criterion, anybody's watching the video, I've got it right here, it's Brief Encounter, one of my all-time favorite films, one of it just will fucking wreck me emotionally every time I watch it. But it's so good, and it's it's that kind of classic Hollywood that this movie's talking about. It's just kind of like showing its hand a little bit and being like, "Hey, like you know, guys, we we know what we're talking about a little because that's a thing. That's how they the two romantic people, uh, the romantic partners, meet meet in brief encounter. Who much like Lindsay Lohan and James Franco had their brief encounter. Uh, the characters in this movie had their brief encounter." And because that she there at the train station, she gets a piece of grit stuck in her eye, and he gets it out, and that's kind of how they first meet and you know develop that thing. So I really liked that it kind of referenced that, um, and just like in general, all of the kind of love that it had for just writing films in general, just like the craft of writing and screenplays. Um, and I, 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 it was you know it was just, it's just that little extra spice in the movie. It didn't really need to be there. It didn't necessarily add anything to the film like you know the story of these romantic partners but it was it was so cool that it was there that's that's an awesome tidbit i never knew that um i have a little tidbit too uh hilariously enough you're talking about uh how hollywood loves itself so much that in this movie uh hollywood actually plays an airport in surrey huh oh yeah or la (laughs) The LA Convention Center makes another cameo in a, in a film. Um, when Cameron Diaz uh, goes to the airport in Surrey and realizes that she's like, I don't want to leave just yet. Like the first time she doesn't leave, she's actually uh, in the LA Convention oh. Center. They use that and for LAX a lot. They do it on Lost. Yeah. I love it so much. Like I immediately was like, my favorite part is the way they disguised it was just perfect, like camera angles of just like just film the staircase and that one hall back there, and then just you know they always do the shot of like the ceiling because the LA Convention Center has a very unique like kind of huge ceiling. At the uh, if anybody's seen Rush Hour, uh, the 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 big climax at the end of Rush Hour takes place at the LA Convention oh, Center. Really? You, oh, really? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where Jackie Chan's hanging off. Mm-hmm. That that's where like I recognize that Starship Troopers, the university, that Starship Troopers University takes place also at LA Convention Center, and but yeah, I, and and they're all at different spots. But I don't know. I love I love noticing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where like, yeah, all they did was just be like the next boarding flight to da 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 da, and then you know they just put a little desk there. Just to be like, here's my ticket. And then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to leave. Da, 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 and then boom, done. And I was like, that's pretty great. Like, I'm, I don't know. I, I kind of really love when movies. Obviously, they're, it's not for the audience to know. But I love finding little stuff like that. I've just like, they're like, all right, do we need to go to an airport? No. LA Convention Center. Here we go. And boom, that's our airport. I, I don't know. I just really dug, dig stuff like that. Um, I'm pretty sure the blockbuster scene was probably something like that in LA as well, where they're just like, all right, we're going to all film here. Because I feel like that blockbuster was used in like Jurassic Park, The Lost World as well. <laughs> like, I was like, I feel like I've noticed this. I just love shit like that. But um, that was a cool little nice, tidbit nice. for anybody who 
likes that movie magic. I stuff. need to correct myself real fast. It wasn't the LA Convention Center in Lost. It was a convention center on Oahu. So my bad, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, definitely. I think we, we can all agree that we dug this movie. I think if all three of us, you know, who have, I think when it comes to comedies and romantic movies, the three of us all have vastly different tastes. But if we're all able to kind of come to an agreement and enjoy this movie, then, um, yeah, I think it's one people should watch. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's, a, I think it should be, I think it's a good holiday movie, like I was saying. Um, like, I think it's one, it's a good, good to watch it in December, you know, or even late November, just kind of roll, and it'll get you set to roll through the holidays. Yeah, it's a, a, like, I do agree with, with Alan with like that. It, it's not overly like Christmas movie and like very much a holiday movie. It is a before that reason definitely a really good like start of the season movie to get you you know you want to enter gradually into the Christmas season at least for mm-hmm. me that's my opinion I enter gradually into the Christmas season you know um, it's like getting in not, the jacuzzi not, you got to kind of like adjust yeah, acclimate yeah. to it I think this is a good way to do it yeah yeah I'm not like the local. Um, um, radio station of Coast 103 where just snap of the fingers Christmas music 24-7 um, but Christmas yeah so um, so yeah it's definitely for that reason really good movie to ease yourself into um, going off of that like do you guys r- recommend any other movies to like kind of like start your Christmas season like that way I think maybe like Home Alone 2 would be a good one. Like, well, I guess a step, like the second step. So, like, if we're going in a stepwise mm. wise manner. It's mm-hmm. a good question. I'm trying to think of, like, something that is kind of Christmassy, but not... I mean, I mentioned, on um, you know, last time we did the Christmas podcast, Catch Me If You Can. I think that one is very mm. subtly Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one is probably mm-hmm. a good kind of, like... Because it's not all Christmas. Like, there's scenes where they're, like, at a hotel in the summer and stuff like that. But all the important scenes happen in Christmas. So I think that's kind of a good one to ease you in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I particularly, like like I said, uh, I don't really see a lot of Christmas movies. But I like, like, Christmas special stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, TV-wise. So, like, I guess to ease myself into it, I, I would I like watching, like, specials. Like... That, that I grew up with kind of thing. And, and, um, you know, or, or like, you know, like last year's pick that I had was Batman returned. Mm-hmm. So that's another mm-hmm. one that I like, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like it's, it's Christmassy, but it's, it's Batman too. So you're yeah. kind of like, all right, well, you can kind of slide into it. And then a, one of my big favorites that I usually watch is, um, holiday nights from Batman, the animated series. <laughs> that's one of my favorite episodes because you kind of get, uh, Christmas and you get Christmas Eve, Christmas and New Year's all in one episode, and they're all fun. It's like a fun little anthology, and sometimes some years I'll actually just watch like 15 minutes of it, just the Christmas part, and then <laughs> New Year's Eve mm-hmm. I'll watch the ending where it's the the New Year's Eve part, or I'll just wait till New Year's Eve and watch it. But I don't know. It always kind of got me in that mood. I think just because like the animation style is very, um, it kind of fits that like dark Christmas kind of tone to it and the holiday tone. So I always dug it. That That's always been my go-to. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, Oh, go ahead. I was just, I have one more and I just kind of thought of it and it was the other one that I was considering 
doing for my Christmas pick this year, but I was like, it's maybe it's not Christmassy enough. Um, but it is set at Christmas, but it's kind of like a pre before the Christmas like notion was invented, and it's just a movie that came out this year, which is The Green Knight, which is one of my favorite films of the year. Um, I, I, uh, so I think that's one that you can know you could watch it and be like, well, this isn't like Christmassy with trees and like Santa and like G- and you know Jesus and stuff, but like you know, uh, it is like oh. Christmas, it, like, this is all building towards Christmas, it ends on Christmas Eve, and it's set, like, over, you know, it's like, oh, it starts on Christmas, and, like, in a year, like, later, Christmas is gonna happen again, well, that's another good one to kind of, like, a starter Christmas movie, I guess we should call it. Yeah, 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 I, um, I, we, we were kind of, like, forgetting about the big, um, some might say controversial, but I, I just remembered it right now, but I think one that fits into this category is, um, one that I do consider a Christmas movie is um, Die Hard. See, Die I, Hard, definitely. Full on Christmas movie for me. That's like not even like a full on Christmas. Like movie. maybe Die Hard uh, Two look, is a starter because that one's at the airport. You're getting ready to leave for the holidays. You know, I think that uh-huh. one's still set at Christmas. Um, but I think Die yeah, Hard is just yeah. like full on Christmas movie. Yeah, like no, not even like hey, let's get like no, like it is Christmas. Like, like yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, for for that because the I I watched it later. Like I think I watched I think the first time that I watched Die Hard is when they re-released it in theaters. I think maybe now going on maybe um 4 years ago. Um and yeah, for me like, you know, living, you know, um hearing about it's a Christmas movie. No, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. You know, I go I go in watching it for the first time. Yeah, I walk out I'm like that was a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Yeah. But Die Hard. Die Hard definitely would be a good one to, like, kickstart, you know, the season with. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie, but I forgot. I think I forgot to mention this last year because I think we were talking about something similar about, like, stuff we like to see during Christmas or the into it. This one was more like, you know, it, it kind of goes way opposite of this. Of this movie, but it's a, another holiday special, and it's Black Mirror's White Christmas episode. We did talk about that last year. That I think. one, yeah, did we? Oh, yeah, okay. is holy yeah. shit. That one, that that one, I, I kind of have to watch every December too, just because I'm just like, holy shit, like it's just it knocks you on your fucking ass, and I don't know. I think it's kind of like if you're like, you know what, I don't want anything to be too Christmas, or you want it to be Christmassy, but you're kind of like. I want something a little more on the darker side. I'm like, I would always recommend White Christmas. Or, or like Black Christmas, right? Like the original, one of the original slasher films. I actually was thinking of doing that this year, but we already had a couple of picks. So um, that one I would consider underrated because I think it, it gets, um, I, I think out of like all, I think it's kind of the starter of the Halloween, or the Halloween, uh, the holiday, like, slasher kind of genre because a lot of people get, get a are kind of misinformed and they and they kind of think that halloween started that all it actually started with black christmas so christmas again starts it starts it starts yeah. the trend i guess so i was contemplating doing that one because i feel like that one is kind of underrated it's super old too and um uh, i know it's been remade a, a couple of times and they're absolutely hor- horrible remakes so Maybe next year I'd be down to do that one. I want to give it a watch again. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But I, I know uh, Margot Kidder's in it from, like, you know, Superman. So she's always great. So 
Yeah, I'll be done to that one cool. next year. Yeah. Well, uh, that was fun. Um, you know, hopefully out there you guys like the holiday. Um, you know, I'm curious to see if anybody out there tell us, you know, if this is a, if anybody watches this movie at Christmas, like let us know. Um, you know, tell us either. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube, type in the comments. If uh, you know, just listening, um, let us know on like Instagram, um, just Undercast Company on Instagram or Twitter, Undercast Co. Or just send us an email, undercastcompany at gmail.com. Reach out to us any of those ways. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want uh, to hear more of us, we would really appreciate it if you go ahead and subscribe to us um, on whatever app you're listening on. And also check out our... We do a couple other things. Um, you know, a couple of them are a hiatus, but right now uh, Ariel is, as always, working on You've Never Seen. So she, her Christmas movie that she introduced Alan to, we kind of hinted at it was Elf, so definitely check out that episode of You've Never Seen. We have a Patreon, too. Uh, you're, you, we appreciate you guys just listening to us, um, but if anybody ever wants to you know, give just a dollar a month, that's our lowest um, tier on our Instagram, or on our Patreon. Um, so we have that Patreon. We've got some exclusives. We've got exclusive episodes and stuff like that, and we're working on making some more for you guys. But yeah, uh, thank you out there, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'll see you in another life. It's been amazing. Take it easy, everybody, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy uh, what was it, Toyota-thon. Happy, happy Honda days. I'm like, yeah, I was going to say I'm more of a Happy <laughs> Honda days kind of guy. <laughs>